Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. I tell you, a terrible mistake. Yeah, I know, Miss Wesley. According to Blackie and you, I'm always making mistakes. How could Blackie have killed a man here in town last night when he was in Central City last night? You're the one who keeps telling me what a genius Blackie is. He must have found a way. Blackie hated John Cummings, didn't he? Cummings hated Blackie. Same thing. Cummings was found dead. A witness picked out a picture of Blackie. But in You fact... say he was in Central City. Yeah, I say maybe he was. Well, there he is now, getting Where? off the train. Oh, that, that's not Blackie. <laughs> nice try. You coming? Yes, I suppose so. But you'll be so... Blackie, run! Blackie! I should have known better than to trust you. Oh. Blackie's not running. Probably he doesn't trust you either. Hey, this is some reception committee. Where are the banners in the band? Hi, Mary. Hello, Blackie, but Blackie... Inspector, this is an unexpected pleasure. You don't know how unexpected it is. <laughs> or what pleasure it's giving me. Blackie, I'm arresting you for the murder of John Cummings last night. I was out of town last night. If I get out of town again, maybe Cummings Park Laddie Manton will be found dead, too. Go ahead, kid. Make jokes. Be happy. But you're going to have to prove you were in Central City last night. Not about anything I've got. You won't be able to do it. You know, Faraday, there is just the slightest possibility that you may be right. It's smooth. 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 And you're sure it's Pure. That, my friends, was the voice of a man, an enthusiastic friend of C.V., describing what he likes about champagne velvet, the beer with the million-dollar flavor. You, too, will find that C.V. is smooth from foam to finish. More than that, from your first sip of the rich, creamy foam that billows on top of your glass, right down to that last delicious drop, you'll find C.V. bright and sparkling, light and lively, with a clear, clean taste that makes you sure it's pure and stamps it as a beer of real premium quality. Premium quality that costs you no premium in price. Yes, sir, it's smooth. Just as smooth and you're sure it's pure. There is no finer beer. And now back to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy... Friend to those who have no friend. That's you, Eddie? That's right. Hi, Lila. Where's the newspaper? That's a fine greeting. Hi, Lila. Where's the newspaper? How'd everything go? Down at the railroad station? Mm hmm. It went fine. Oh, I'm glad. Where's the paper? Over there by the chair. You mind if I sit alongside and read over your shoulder? Sure, I mind. Huh? But come on, if it'll make you happy. Hey, that feels good. Eddie, 
I saw a pretty dress in the window of a store today. It was red with a purple collar. How much? Fifty dollars. Okay. Oh. I feel so good about the cops picking up Boston Blackie that you can have two of them. Oh, that's swell. How's that, huh? Oh, that's... <laughs> What's funny? That cartoon in your newspaper, right there. What about it? Well, it shows a fellow with wings playing a harp, and he's saying, I wonder what I'm doing here. <laughs> mm. I guarantee that that's exactly what Boston Blackie is saying right now in jail. And of course I don't have my railroad ticket, Faraday. I gave it to the conductor on the train. Sure, I know, Blackie. When that call you place to Central City comes in, the clerk at the Rex Hotel will tell you that I was right there from yesterday noon until this morning. What were you doing there? Nothing. You could have stayed here and done that. Well, you would have resented the competition. Mm. Well, I got a call from a man who said he was in trouble in Central City. He asked me to go there, wait in the Rex Hotel, and he'd called me last night. Sure, sure. He didn't call. You say you spoke to the clerk at the Rex Hotel, huh? He's a clerk, bellboy, the elevator operator... Only there isn't any elevator. You'll find that when that... Okay, Blackie, hold it. Faraday, homicide. Hello, are you called Central City? Uh, yeah, you're the room clerk at the Rex Hotel, huh? That's right. Did a man named Boston Blackie check into your hotel yesterday afternoon? Well, friend, all I have to tell you is nobody's checked in here in two days. Uh, haunted house, huh? So long. I'm right again. Look, Faraday, that guy's a little wacky. I was there. I registered at that hotel. Yeah, I know. Williams! Now, Inspector, don't do anything you're going to be sorry about in the morning. Williams! Yes, Inspector. Hand Blackie over to Sergeant Matthews. Yes. Tell him to lock him up. But, Inspector, wh what are you waiting for, Williams? Well, nothing. Matthews is in the outer office, sir. Come on, Blackie. Okay, I'll go. But, Inspector, it's going to be awfully tough for me to forget this. You're going to have a lot of time to try. Hand him over to Matthews, Williams. You stay here. Okay. Hang him, Matthews. Faraday, okay. if I had my... <laughs> Well, Inspector, how did I do on the telephone? Great, Williams. Blackie really <laughs> thought I was talking to Central City. Now I can keep him locked up, let the papers have the story that I arrested him, and then I'll be able to get the real killer of John Cummings. You mean Cummings' partner, Eddie Manton? Well, after Manton reads I've arrested Blackie, he'll be off guard. I'll be able to get something on him without Blackie around to interfere. Well, he's helped you on a lot of cases, Inspector. Yeah, of course he has. But this one I'm handling alone. I know that witness framed him. I'll keep him locked up. Then when the time comes, he can call the real room clerk at the Rex Hotel in Central City, establish his alibi, and everybody will be happy. Except Blackie, because you didn't let him help you. I can handle this without him. Yes? You know, Williams, this is a pretty smart stunt of mine. Even Blackie would admit that. Maybe. Maybe I ought to do smart things more often. Well, now, there, Inspector, is something I'm pretty sure Blackie would admit. You want to see a new trick, Mr. Man? Uh, if you don't quit bothering me, I'll show you an old trick. How you can leave a room without opening the door first. But you wouldn't do nothing like that to a nice door, Mr. Man. Are you going to shut <laughs> up? Uh, yeah, sure. W what are you reading? I was thinking of the paper about how Boston Blackie was arrested for my partner's murder. Did you read it? Who can read? But, mm. Mr. Manton, that's what we wanted, ain't it? For Blackie to be arrested for Cummings' murder. That sure is. Certainly. It's the reason I made the phony call that sent Boston Blackie to Central City. Yeah. 
Had my girlfriend Lila bribe the hotel clerk there to deny he ever arrived. Right. And then fix it so that a supposed witness to the Cummings murder would pick Blackie out as the killer. Well, look, Mr. Manton, when the police go working on that clerk, won't he spill about us? <laughs> well, I mean, he's a thief and all that, but he'll talk if the cops put the pressure on him. Maybe he'd talk if he got a chance, but he isn't going to get a chance. You and I are going to Central City tonight to make sure of that. <laughs> to Central City, gentlemen. Thank you. Welcome to the Rex Hotel. Thank you. In short, welcome. What can I do for you? My name is Manton, Eddie Manton. I see. A girlfriend of mine named Lila was in to see you the other day. Oh, yes, she was indeed. She was. Welcome to you, Mr. Manton. Welcome. Uh, save one of them welcomes. You ain't met me yet. Oh, that's right. I haven't. My name is Billy. Well, yes. What else would it be? Uh, let's cut out all this nonsense. Uh, Billings, you haven't told anybody that Boston Blackie was here in this hotel last night. Oh, of course not. I even ripped the page out of the register after he'd gone. Then nobody could possibly know he was here. Eh? Not unless I told them. That's all I want to know. Okay, Spoke. Uh, sure, Mr. Matt. Well, now listen here, you two. Oh. Good work, Spoke. Now you'll never be able to say that Blackie was here. I was kind of sorry to kill that clerk, Mr. Man. You were? Yeah. Why? Well, he looked like the kind of guy who would have picked the card if I asked him to. What can I do, Blackie? I don't know. There must be something that will get you out of this jail. Look, Mary, I could have gotten out. I could have slugged Matthews as he was bringing me here. I could have lifted the keys from the jailer when he brought me my breakfast. But why get Matthews or the jailer in a jam? Yeah. Inspector Faraday won't talk to me. At any other time, that would make you a very lucky girl. Right now, I can't understand any of this. I imagine Faraday wants to keep me off the Cummings murder, but this is going to extremes. I don't understand why the room clerk in Central City didn't tell the inspector you were there, Blackie. I don't either. Say, Mary, there is something that you can do for me. Oh? I'll tell you in a second. Hmm? Right now, I'm trying to figure out what Faraday's plan is. I just can't help wondering what it is that the long arm of the law has up its sleeve. <laughs> Spoke, Eddie. I don't know, Lila. Probably trying to show somebody a magic trick. What do you want with them? Well, it's no fun being around you. All you do is read the newspapers. It's the only way to keep informed of what's going on. Oh, is that so? Take a look at this picture of Boston Blackie. Mm -hmm. Hey, he's cute. Maybe I am missing something not reading the newspapers. Baby, you didn't miss anything in your whole life. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> My ex-partner, Johnny Cummings, used to take pretty good care of you. Sure did. And now I'm doing it. Yeah, after you took care of Johnny Cummings. Any complaints? Not this season. I... Oh, you want me to get it? Might as well. It's probably Spoke coming back with a new trick. How are his old tricks? Pretty good? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Whoever let him do one. <laughs> yes? I'm Boston Blackie's girlfriend, Mary Wesley. I want to see Eddie Manton. Oh, you do? Yes. Get out of my way. Hey. Hey, Eddie, this oh, game is... Alila, please. Your language? What did I say? Hello, Miss Wesley. And what can I do for you? Will you get Joe the gen? Lila? Uh, Mr. Manton, Boston Blackie sent me. He's in jail. He wants to make a deal with you. Oh? We don't make any deals with anybody. Can't you put a muzzle on this thing, Mr. Manton? This thing? Yes, this, this thing. I'll sing you out right I came to see you. 
I can talk to you. Ask me. She doesn't have to. All right, Lila, wait in the next room. What? I said wait in the next room. Well? I'm not budging a step out of here. I... Lila? Uh, okay. Gotta fix my makeup anyhow. Miss Wesley? Oh, now maybe we can talk. Now maybe we can sit down, too. Hmm? Uh, all right. That's better. Now, what were you saying about a deal Blackie wanted to make? Well, this is it. Blackie knows he's been framed. He's pretty sure you framed him after you killed your partner, Cummings. He is. That's right. He knows you and Cummings were running a racket, and that you had a yen for Cummings' half of the profit. Uh, not to mention Cummings' girl. Blackie is very smart. Well, he's smart enough to send me to make this deal with you. You call off the heat on him, and he'll lay off your racket when he gets out. Are you interested? I certainly am. But not in Blackie's plan. Just in his girl. Okay, Blackie, the whole thing was a frame-up to I keep you. I knew it. I knew it. But Central City just wired me that the Rex Hotel clerk who could identify you was murdered. Oh, fine. Yeah. What does that mean? That I have to stay here in jail till you bring him back to life? Blackie, I thought as soon as I grabbed Eddie Manton, I could let you spring your alibi and release you. But right now you have no alibi. That's all right. I sat up in that hotel room without seeing or talking to a soul. You are going to let me out of here, though, Farrell. Yes, I am. I'm going to let you out. But, Blackie, the only way you can clear yourself permanently of the Cummings murder is to prove Manton did it. Which you haven't been able to do. No. Great. Well, I've got to think of a way to get Manton. And how? If I get him in jail, it'll get me out of a jam. <laughs> Listen for just a few seconds to a man who knows good beer and who likes champagne velvet. The beer with the million-dollar flavor. Bright and sparkling. Yes, sir. Light and lively. Yes, sir. Clear and clean. Yes, sir. There is no finer beer. And that's a fact. Go where you will, pay what you will. No better beer than CV can be had at any price. No better beer than C.V. can be made at any cost. C.V.'s famous formula provides for only the more costly premium quality materials. Then, C.V.'s careful processing and controlled aging gives you a beer that you're sure is pure. C.V.'s flavor will tell you all of that. You'll find it bright and sparkling from foam to finish, robust and full-flavored as a real honest-to-goodness beer should be. CV's flavor will tell you that you're enjoying a premium quality beer at no premium in price. You're sure it's pure. And it's just as smooth. And now back to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie. Inspector Faraday, in an effort to keep Blackie from investigating the murder of John Cummings pretends to discredit Blackie's alibi that he was in Central City and puts Blackie in jail. Cummings' killer, Eddie Manton, murders the only man in Central City who can alibi Blackie, 
And Faraday lets Blackie go after pointing out to him that only by proving a case against Manton can he clear himself. As we return to our story, Eddie Manton is with his girlfriend, Lila. After that, Miss Wesley grabbed my hair. You just stood there laughing. What did you expect me to do, Lila Slugger? You know I never hit a lady. Without taking your hat off first, you mean. Now look, Eddie. You look. You know, Lila, I've started to suspect that you're getting jealous. Me? That happens to be very dangerous. Hmm. It's pretty interesting. You were putting your newspaper down. Yes. I've never been able to make you do that before. Lila, I said it was very dangerous for you to be jealous. Oh. You're too well informed on my activities. And you might talk out of turn, so... Hey! Who are you clipping with that newspaper? You? Johnny never hit me, and you're not going to either. That is a matter of opinion. I'm going to do what I like, and you're going to do what you're told. And you were the guy who said he never hit a lady. That's quite right. I never do hit a lady. I let Blackie go. You had to, Inspector. After all, you know he didn't kill Johnny Cummings. Everybody knows Eddie Manton did. Sure. But I'm in a rough spot. Blackie is, too. Yeah? The newspapers will run both of us ragged if we don't grab Manton. Oh, Blackie will do it. I've got a lot of confidence in him. Uh, maybe you'd like to work for him, William. Oh, I didn't mean that, Inspector Farley. I meant that I think Blackie will help us. Oh, you did, huh? Well, sure, that's that's all I meant. Oh, after all, he's pretty smart. What am I, dumb? Oh, no, Inspector, but... Blackie gets around. Well, I suppose I sit here in my office all the time. Well, I didn't mean that. I meant that he knows all the angles. Yeah, you think uh, I'm a square, is that it? Oh, now, you know that isn't so, Inspector. Gosh, just because I think Blackie's pretty good, don't hop on me for it. Everybody thinks Blackie is so wonderful that he can solve any case. I wonder why I don't think so. Well, don't you, Inspector? No. Then why'd you let him out of jail? <laughs> You said that while you and Manton's girlfriend were struggling, Eddie just stood there laughing? Mm-hmm, that's right. And then he separated us and sent her out of the room. And she didn't like it one bit. That's the best news I've had since Faraday let me out of jail. It is? Sure. Do you remember the dress this Lila was wearing? I couldn't forget it. It was bright red with a purple collar. Ugh. Mary, you don't know it, but those colors are beautiful. They are? You don't know how beautiful. Uh, this Lila, this Lila, uh, she's a blonde, huh? Is she very blonde? As blonde as she can get. Beautiful words, Mary, just beautiful. Well, they aren't to me. What is this all about, Blackie? Just an idea that came to me while you were talking, Mary. An idea I'm going to develop into a project which will project Eddie Manton into prison. <laughs> Give me a quarter. I close my hand, open it. It's now a nickel. Now, how did I do that, huh? Who are you talking to, Spoke? Huh? Oh, nobody. Nobody or Mr. Man. I was just rehearsing. I'll get it. Okay. Maybe Lila. I haven't heard from him in a couple of hours. Yes? This Eddie Man. Who's this? Friend of yours. If you don't believe it, listen. To what? You got a girlfriend named Lila Dean. So? So I was just picked up for a little rap myself at the cops. And I'm in Inspector Faraday's office when I hear a phone ring and I hear a dame named Lila Dean make a date with Faraday to talk about you. You don't know what you're talking about. No? 
Okay, so forget about this. I mean, none to me. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Tell me more. She made a date to meet Faraday up at a crossroads in a little cabin off the main highway. Said she didn't want to talk to him in the city, but it don't make any difference to me if you do something about it or your girlfriend. <laughs> You know, Mr. Manton, uh, while you're driving, I could show you a new needle trick. Oh, no. Well, I, I just happen to have a spool of thread and a dozen needles in my pocket. Never mind, Spoke. What? I've only one thing on my mind right now, and it hasn't anything to do with tricks. It hasn't? It has to do with a double cross. Well, that tip about Lila you got on the telephone could have been a phony, Mr. Manton. I'll know in a minute now. Well, we'll both know. Now, there's the cabin. The guy on the phone told me about you, sir. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, it, it's hard to believe that Lila would be spilling to the cops. You think so? Oh, yeah. Take a look up the road. Yeah. Isn't that a police department car parked there? Hey, yeah, it is. A fellow on the phone told me Lila arranged to meet Inspector Faraday up here where she wouldn't be seen, she thought. Hey, Mr. Man, the cabin looks dark. Quiet. We're getting close to it now. Yeah. I know in a minute whether this is on the level or not. Oh, Lila turning rat. Why would she do a thing like that, I wonder? And then get sore, she's allowed to do anything. I suppose. I'm going to look in this window. Well, I'll keep my eyes open in case this is a trap to get us, huh? Get us? For what? Nobody's got anything on us, though. Okay. Hmm. Well, what do you see? It's kind of dark, but there's a candle on the table. I can make out Inspector Faraday, all right. He's talking to a dame. A blonde dame. Uh-oh. Her back's to me, but she's wearing a red dress with a purple collar. Hey, Lila's got a dress like that. Don't I know it? Didn't I pay for it? Okay, Spoke, is all I want to know. That tip I got was a McCoy, all right. Lila's telling everything she knows. It looks like. But she's going to have to be available later on to back up what she says. That's right. If she doesn't talk me after I get through with her, Spoke, there'll have to be a ventriloquist in the room. Anybody ever tell you you were cute, Blackie? <clears throat> <laughs> I like your hair. I'm glad you do, Lila. I kind of like it myself. Uh, Wouldn't know what to do without it. Well, you could say something nice to me. I'm being nicer to you than anybody has ever been. What? I'm up here to save your life, Lila. Eddie Manson is coming here to kill you. Oh, I know. You said that when you first came in. I thought I'd heard all the routines by now, Blackie, but that sure was a new one. <laughs> Come on. Move over a little closer. Now, uh, wait a minute. Oh, well, who knows? You might even like it. It's happened before. I have no doubt about that. What am I, Poison Ivy? I don't know. Oh, you don't know. But from where I'm sitting, I doubt very much whether I'm going to find out. Well, if you're not on the make, why are you here, Blackie? No kidding now. I told you. It was to stop Eddie Manton from killing you when he gets here. Well, all I know is I don't have an appointment with Eddie until later, and then I'm due at his place. So if you want a book to read, or somebody's at the door. Is Eddie a key to this apartment? What do you think? Eddie? Yes, it's me. Uh, uh, wait a minute, Eddie. I'll open the door. I'm getting into the next room. Don't worry about anything. I'm coming. You're a little late. Eddie, you want to hear the most ridiculous... Shut up. What? You talk too much. 
Especially the cops. Me? I never talked to a cop in my life. I... Hattie, keep away from me. You lost me up with Faraday, didn't you, no, Lila? I, Just because I slapped you around a little, no. you ratted on me. You know too much, Lila. I don't know what you're talking about, Eddie. I... Eddie! Sorry, uh, kid. Uh, this neck no, of yours was the nicest thing about you. But I've got to do this. Sorry, I've got to do this. Blackie! You said it. Blackie was going to kill me. But why? Lila, as long as you live and he's out of jail... The knowledge you have about him will be a threat to you. What can I do about that? You can take a walk down to headquarters with me and let a stenographer take down your statement about Eddie Manton. I was an eyewitness to the killing of Johnny Cummings. I heard Manton and Spoke Daniels say they killed the clerk in Central City and... All the information I gave before this was given of my own free will and volition. Well, I guess that's all, Inspector Faraday. Did you get it, Williams? Yes, Inspector. I'll have it typed up. Good. Blackie Brown and Manton, the boys will pick up this spoke Daniels, so we're all set. I want to thank you for your help, uh, Lila. I want to thank you for saving my life, Blackie. Okay, so thank each other someplace else. Beat it, both of you. Might not be a bad idea, Inspector. Except that Mary is waiting for me outside. Oh, in that case, maybe I'd better go. You know where to find me if you want me. You're talking to me, I hope. Yeah. Only I'd much rather it was Blackie who remembered it. So long. So long, Lila. Well, Blackie, we did it. Sure, we did it. Especially me. You practically framed me for murder first, just to keep me out of the case. And I had to get your killer so I wouldn't go to jail. But you did help, Faraday. Sure I did. I went up to that cabin in my squad car with Miss Wesley, didn't I? And you put on a swell act. Say, how did you like talking to Mary when she was wearing a blonde wig? I didn't mind the wig so much, but that dress. That was no dress. It was a mess. It was enough to fool Manton into thinking it was Lila talking to you after I phoned him and pretended to be a friend of his tipping him off. I had an idea that he tried to kill her... She'd be scared enough to talk. Now, be honest, Faraday. What would you do without me? Blackie, I don't know. But I'll tell you something. I'd sure like to have a chance to find out. If you want a beer with flavor, a flavor that's delightfully different... Try the million-dollar flavor of Champagne Velvet Beer. It's just as smooth. Now, there's a suggestion for the person who has yet to try Champagne Velvet. You'll find CV to be the smoothest, most mellow beer you ever tasted. More than that, you'll like its brightness, its sparkle, and the clear, clean taste that makes you sure it's pure. In addition... You'll enjoy the rich, robust, and full-bodied flavor that proves CV's premium quality. Premium quality that is yours to enjoy at no premium in price. That's why our enthusiastic friend says... Try it. Just try CV and you'll agree there is no finer beer. You're sure it's pure. And it's just as smooth. Just as smooth. And now... Here's a glimpse of what happens in next week's Boston Blackie Adventure.